Praise the Lord. Did that sound too loud? All right, good evening. My name is Leslie. And I would like to repeat something that I just started with, which is good evening. That sounds better. You see, very early in life, I learned that when somebody wishes you a good morning or a good evening, you reciprocate enthusiastically with a good evening or a good morning. So for one final time, good evening. That sounds good. Let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord Father, for your presence, the way you have been ministering, Lord Father, from the first song we sang, Lord Father, right through the singing of the children, their acting, their, their dancing, Lord Father, through it all, and through the testimony we heard, Father God, we know, Lord, that you are ministering right now. Father, we thank you, and we commit the rest of the time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I have introduced myself. So, one of, some of you might have wondered, why did I have to mention my name? But that is an introduction. So, I had to introduce myself. And over the last 90 minutes or so, you have been introduced to Brother Jignesh, to Sister Flory, to all the children of the Friday School, and to the members of the choir. But there is one person that you still need to be officially introduced to. Over the last 90 minutes, you might have heard a lot about that one person. You see, today is nothing about us. It's not about me. It's not about Brother Jignesh. It's not about Sister Flory. It's not about the children. It's not about the choir. There's one person, and that's the name. So over the next 20 minutes or so, that's all the time I have, please come with me to meet with Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now, before I proceed further, I'd just like to ask if there is anyone here who requires a Bible. You have come, but you don't have a Bible. If you would like to have a copy of the Bible, please put up your hand. We have many copies of the Bibles which we can give out. Yes, there's a brother there. Anybody else? Anybody who needs a copy of the Bible? Please feel free to ask for one. Please don't hesitate. Our ushers will bring them over to you. Right, even as the Bibles are being given around to those who wish to have them, I'd like to, like to take you on a slightly imaginary trip. And this trip is this. Imagine that you live in a country where there are no Bibles and there are no churches. You know nothing about Christianity. 
and you have not heard about Jesus. You know nothing about Jesus. You know nothing about Christianity. You know nothing about a book called the Bible. Or you know nothing about an entity called the church. However, one year, suddenly in December, mid-December, you have been invited to visit a big city, maybe in India, or in Nigeria, or in Kenya, or in Sri Lanka, or in the US, or somewhere, some big city. And when you get there, you discover that everyone is celebrating a holiday and a festival called Christmas. And as you look around, you see people having parties. Shops and homes are decorated with colorful lights and decorations. You see a fat guy in a red costume, ringing a bell and handing out sweets. And in some place, you may even see some funny-looking deer. Now, you might conclude at that point of time that Christmas is all about parties, it's all about gifts, it's all about decorations, it's lights, it's a, it's a star, it's all about Santa Claus, and it goes on. But the real question at this point is simply this. Is this what Christmas is actually about? Is this what, what we see all around us, is this what Christmas is all about? If I could ask you that question one-on-one, -on -one, you would give me an emphatic answer. And that emphatic answer would be no. But I wish everybody said the same. Because there are many people who still don't know that there is something more to Christmas. Christmas is not about events. Christmas is not about lights. Christmas is about a person. And that's what the real message of Christmas is all about. That if that person was not there, there is no Christmas. You and I wouldn't be celebrating like this today. Nowhere in the world would they have celebrations. Because Christmas is all about one person. And that's the one person we need to get introduced to today. Can we open our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 to 18? And I shall read it from the English Standard Version. Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 8 to 18. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace 
among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see, the, see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So if you read this passage of Scripture or other passages of Scripture in the Gospels, you will see that Christmas is nothing like what we see around. There's no snow. There are no decorated trees. There are no blinking lights. And definitely, there is no Santa Claus. There simply is a group of shepherds out in a field at night watching over their sheep. They were not important, powerful, or influential people. Yet, they were the ones God chose for the most important birth announcement in human history. Now, what kind of a message was this? Was this? A message that was given to the shepherds. A message that the shepherds carried around. And a message that then changed the world forever. You see, and now, almost 2,020 years later, what is the message for you and for me? Are we still talking about history? Or are we talking about something that impacts you and me today? If it's just history, there's nothing very important about it. But if it is current, it's very, very, very important. So what's that message? Let me just break down this passage into four very simple points, and I won't elaborate on it for the simple reason that we are running out of time. But from verse 9 of Luke chapter 2, we see that it was a heavenly message, a message from God himself. Now, when you read the Bible, you will see that God, in times past, communicated pieces of information that he wanted to give to the people through prophets. But when it came to this all-important birth of his one and only son, he said, no, I am not going to do it through the prophets. I'm going to do it directly. It was a message direct from heaven, number one. Number two, and this is seen in verses 10 and 11, it is a universal message because it tells us that I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. It's not just for the shepherds or it's not just for the wise men who are to come there sometime later or it was not for a, low, a focal group of people, but it is meant for all people across all generations, throughout all time. That is the universality of that message. Number three, it was a message of peace. Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. 
says that. It ends this way. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men in whom he is pleased. So it was a message of peace to a people who were in chaos, to a people who were wondering, who were being oppressed by the Romans. Here was a message of peace, a message from heaven, a message of peace. And today, it's the same for us. It doesn't mat what matter what kind of harassment you may be going through. It doesn't matter what's happening all around you. This was a message which came from heaven, and it still is the same message. It is a universal message because it is meant for all people, and that includes you and me. We belong to all people, and the message is peace. Now, the peace which God gives is not the kind of peace that men look for. The peace of living without war. That's not the peace that God is talking about here. That's always going to be there. Brother is going to fight brother. Fathers are going to fight children. That's there. That's not going to change. But the peace you have is an internal peace. The inner turmoil, the daily worries, the daily burdens of life can all be lifted away. Your fears, your depressions, your frustrations would all be taken away. The problems would still exist, but it doesn't affect you. Because what you have on the inside is inner peace. A peace that only God can give you. The United Nations may try to give you external peace. It doesn't work. It's never worked. God says, I give you peace. What's happening out there? Let it happen. But you will be able to face it. You lose your job, doesn't matter, because you still have inner peace, because you know that God is in control. You know that whatever happens, as a child of God, God is not going to let you down. If God has taken away this job, he's giving you a better job. That's a simple answer. So you know it inside. So you laugh. You lose money in the bank. I don't know, demonetization in India. I don't know how many of us carry 500 rupee and 1,000 rupee notes, which have become worthless pieces of paper now. It doesn't matter. The God who gave you that money can give you more money. You have that peace. You see, that's the peace God is talking about. So it was a message of peace. And fourthly, in Luke 2.17, it says this. They, that's the shepherds, made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child Jesus. They went around talking to everybody. So the fourth point is this. It was a message that was meant to be shared. 2,020 years back, when the message came for the first time, it was a message that, meant, that was meant to be shared. Today, when you have that message with you, when you know that Jesus is Savior, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Master, don't keep that to yourself. 
That's a message that's got to be shared. There are many people who are ignorant outside. Maybe there are some of you here who are ignorant of that fact. But the fact of the matter is we've got to share this message because that's what the shepherds did. So from, these, from that particular passage, we get these four points. But then comes a very crucial question. And that question is, why did Jesus have to come? Why did he have to come at all? Was it, is it just to be born that day so that 20, 2020 years later, Bread of Life would have an event like this and celebrate singing and dancing and maybe a nice dinner also? Maybe God planned it. I don't know. Maybe God planned this day then. But that was not the purpose why Jesus came. There's an entirely different purpose. What is so important about Christmas? In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29, it says this. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21, which is our theme for today, we read these words of the angel of God, speaking it to Joseph and his wife, about his wife Mary. And the angel said, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Two different verses, two different books of the Bible mentioning a very similar objective. John describes Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Matthew describes Jesus as one who will save his people from their sins. In other words, Jesus has God-given authority to save all people from their sins and the consequence of sin. Some of you may have a question. What is sin? And what is the consequence of sin? I know if I talk to each one of you individually, you will be able to give me a definition but I simply don't have the time to individually get answers, so let me give you an answer. Anything that separates us from God is sin. If there's one thing God does not like, it is sin. Trust me, the Bible tells us that God loves the sinner. He's got nothing about the sinner. He loves, God loves every one of us. Big sinner, small sinner, greatest sinner, it doesn't matter. God loves you and me. That's what the Bible tells us. But God does not like sin. That's the difference. Don't equate a sin with a sinner. I was a sinner till God touched me. He took away my sin. I'm still me. Now I'm a child of God. And that's the story for every of us. You see, anything that separates us from God is sin. It could be disobedience. 
Am I touching your hearts? Have you been disobedient recently to God? That is sin. Lying is disobedient, is sin. Have you lied today? Gossip is sin. And let me not even talk about it. I need a full message on that. Gossip. Adultery is sin. Cheating is sin. Murder is sin. Now that's where most of us can say, well, I'm not a murderer. But what about the rest? You lie, you are a sinner. You murder, you are a sinner. You cheat, you are a sinner. You deceive, you are a sinner. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that there are levels of sinners. Grade one, grade two, you can get promotion from one level of sinner to next level. It doesn't say so. A sinner is a sinner is a sinner, full stop. And the Bible also tells us the consequence of sin. It says the wages of sin or the consequence of sin is death. And that means a life of permanent destruction in hellfire. But according to our theme for this day, Matthew 121, Jesus will save all his people from their sins. This is precisely what the choir sang. The children sang, acted, and danced. This is what Brother Jignesh described in his testimony. And so I am going to conclude. I can't go through the history of what Jesus did. All I can say is this. For shortage of time, Jesus hung on a cross like that. You saw it in the act. He hung on a cross like that. He was mocked. He was humiliated. But that cross could not keep him there. Three days after he died on that cross, carrying your sin and my sin, Jesus rose up, resurrected, defeating sin, Satan, the devil. Your sin and my sin, Jesus took on that cross. But the point is, do you know that Jesus? Because the Bible clearly tells us, if you keep reading, Jesus will save his people from their sins. His people means those who accept him as Lord and Savior in their life. Story is simple. The minute you say, yes, Lord, yes, Jesus Christ, I want you as my Lord and Savior, you become his people. And the minute you become his people, God says, your sins are washed away. I'm closing right now. I want us to close our eyes. But at the same time, I want to ask to some brother or sister here, did you hear the call of God? Sometime during this day or sometime in the past and you have not yet responded. Enough running around. If your life is full of sin and you want to be set free from your sin,
come to Jesus. Now, if you are one of those who wishes to receive Jesus as his or her personal Savior, please stand up and we shall pray together. Don't worry about those around you. It's about your life today and in the future. Remember, a life without Jesus is bound for hell. If you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord, Savior, and Master, please stand up and we shall pray together. Don't worry about the person next to you. And the rest of you, please, this is not exhibition time. This is the time when you talk to God. You look at your own lives. Have you backslidden? Do you need to talk to God? Do you need to ask for forgiveness? Thank you, sister. Anybody else? Anyone else? Thank you, sister. Anyone else? The rest of us, head bowed, eyes closed. While our two sisters, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me this prayer. And as I say it, please repeat after me. Father God, thank you for loving me. I confess that I have sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died for me on that cross to pay for my sins and that he rose again. I invite Jesus into my heart and into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. And I commit my life into Jesus' hands. From this day onwards, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. God bless you. Church, the rest of us, every one of us, I'm just going to close with this one line. Pastor Lakin will come up. Remember, Christmas is about Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. You don't know, if there's no Jesus, forget about it. You've got a problem. We've got to remember. And we have a message that we need to carry around. God bless you, church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many have been blessed today? Can you not see your hands wave unto Jesus? Praise God. It's been a wonderful night. If you are one of those that gave their life to Jesus tonight, please, we want to strongly advise you that for you to truly know about Jesus, you need to associate with a Bible-believing church. And by the grace of God, this church is one. Be part of a church so that you can grow. And the Lord will sustain you. You will make it to heaven in Jesus' name. We're about to close now. Those of you that were given Bible, it's a gift from the church for you. You can go with it. And peradventure, you have changed your mind. You still need a free Bible. Please, you can raise your hand. 
the ushers will still give you. We have more Bible. You need more Bible for you to be reading it. Please raise your hand so that the ushers can give you. And as you read it, your life will never remain the same in Jesus' name. Now, on behalf of the leadership of the church, we'd like to appreciate everyone that has participated in making this day a reality. Let's put hands together for Jesus. And the first on the list is all our guests. Everyone that were invited to this place, you are not a regular member of the church. We love your coming. You are an answer to our prayers. I would love to appreciate you once more. Let's put hands together for all our guests. It's wonderful. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for coming. And if you are one of the guests, can you please wave your hand? Let's just see you. Let's recognize the guests. God bless you. God bless you. Wonderful. Wonderful. God bless you. I believe the ushers have said them. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Wonderful. If not for time, we'll have, have you to stand. But we love your coming. And we want to assure you that Jesus loves you. And the Jesus that you have honored in coming, he will bless you in return in Jesus' name. We want to appreciate all the children. Let's put the hands together for all the children. They've done wonderfully tonight. Wonderfully. Praise God. All those things you saw the children do started almost September. They had to be meeting every week to get that to, thing to be like that. So they have really sacrificed and I pray the Lord will bless them in Jesus' name. None of them shall be lost to the devil in Jesus' name. Also, we want to appreciate the teachers and all the parents. Let's put up good for teachers and the parents as well for the wonderful work. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. We want to appreciate the choir, the technical, the ushers, all the intercessories, and everyone that is here today, put chance together for yourself. Because God has counted you worthy to be here. The Lord bless every one of us in Jesus' name. This time next year, none of us shall be found wanting in Jesus' name. Even your company is not enough to make you not to be here next year. If you so desire to still be in Oman, in the name of Jesus. You know what that means? That job God has given you, God will keep it for you in the name of Jesus. There is dinner, by the way. Pastor already told you. So please... We have food that is more than enough for all of us here. In fact, if you have somebody, you can call them to come quickly for dinner. <laughs> Praise God. So please, everyone we want will be having a dinner in front of the old church, just like by the Bible Society. Please, let's give priority to our guests. Let the guests go and get their food first before we go and get our food. Everybody is invited. Let's be on our feet as we pray. I want to turn to your neighbor to the right, to the left, and tell him or her, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Turn to the next person, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Amen. Praise the Lord. And somebody want to pray just one prayer. Just one prayer before we finalize. Say, Father, Give me my Christmas gift. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Lord, I receive my Christmas gift.
what do you want Jesus to give you? He has everything in his care. There is nothing too difficult for God to do. Just say, Lord, give me my Christmas gift. This area of my life, I need a touch from you. I need a touch in this area of my life. Visit me before 25th of this month. And I can assure you, you will testify concerning that thing. Say, Lord, I look unto you. You are my God. Visit me in this area of my life in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we want to thank you for tonight. We give you all the glory. Thank you for the soul saved. Thank you for destiny remolded. Thank you for decisions that have been made. Thank you for changing our story for good. Thank you for this season. Thank you for Jesus. Accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all the success of all the performance tonight. Thank you for how you have touched us through all these presentations. Thank you for everyone you have used. Thank you for the message. Thank you for the choir, for the presentation. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank you for everything, oh God, you have done tonight. Lord, take all the glory in the name of Jesus. As we go, let your presence go with us in the name of Jesus. I pray for those your children that gave their life today. Lord, we decree the grace to serve you to the very hand. Release unto them in the name of Jesus. And as many that the seed have been sown in their heart, Lord, in their room, when they are sleeping, when they are sleeping, when they are walking, reveal yourself the more unto them until they will surrender to you in the name of Jesus. And for everyone that has asked for wanting or the order today, as Christmas gift from you, Lord, I pray, answer everyone speedily in the name of Jesus that will come to testify of your goodness even before the 25th of this month in the name of Jesus. This time next year, none of us shall be lost in the name of Jesus. We'll still be serving you Worshipping you, glorifying your name in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We declare the dinner blessed in Jesus' name. Everyone that partake of that food shall never go hunger again in Jesus' name. If there's anyone sick in any way, as we partake of that food, the sickness vanish forever in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace of and fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Evangelism and glory. Please, let's go for dinner. And please, let's vacate the hall as soon as possible. That's another meeting by 7.30. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name.